What's up, guys? Welcome back to the second episode of the Last Take Sports Podcast. And today we will be talking about our top 10 picks of the upcoming 2020 NFL Draft. Uh, let's get right into it, talking about the uh, number one overall pick, which I could say um, we all would agree on here a number, as an obvious choice with uh, Joe Burrow out of LSU going to the Bengals. Yeah, I, I have to agree with that. Joe Burrow had the best year in college football last year out of anybody. He had a breakout season, and I believe he will be selected uh, number one to the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, that was a it was a tremendous year by Joe Burrow. You could really see that he was the best player um, in college football, and that's why he won the Heisman. And I think he deserves to be the first overall pick. Yeah, uh, let's move on to uh, number two here, where it starts to actually get a little controversial. But um, I would say most likely they could, uh, or the Redskins here will take Chase Young out of Ohio State, defensive end. Um, but I could also see a lot of teams trading up here to take Tua Tagovailoa, or even the Redskins taking Tua Tagovailoa. But I do have Chase Young going to the Redskins here. Yeah, I would have to agree on that. I think uh, the Redskins will select Chase Young. I believe he had an incredible year at OSU, and I just think he's the second-best prospect in this draft behind Joe Burrow. So I think it's pretty clear that the Redskins should draft Chase Young, but I don't know if they're shopping for a QB, if they're looking at Tua, because I think that would be uh, the quarterback choice they should go with if they're uh, looking for someone to compete with Dwayne Haskins there. But I believe they will select Chase Young. But what will be interesting is to see if uh, teams like maybe the Dolphins or Chargers would try to trade up for to select their quarterback of their likings at the number two spot. So we'll have to see. But I think the Redskins will draft Chase Young. Yeah, I would have to agree with everything you guys have said. Chase Young was a tremendous player. Um, you could see how strong he is. And he knows what he's doing, which that's what I really like about him. I think he is the best player in this draft, even though he's going number two. But like Henry said, you could see the Redskins taking Tua here for some competition for that quarterback spot. Or you could even see the Dolphins or a team like the Chargers trade up for um, trade up for Tua at that second pick. But I think it's a clear-cut Chase Young here. And he's from Washington. Yeah, um... As you guys said, I want to say one last thing here. Um, the Redskins are not, in my opinion, in need of a quarterback because they did take a number, uh, the, a quarterback at number 10 last year, Dorian Haskins. But I still think that there's a chance they still could take Tua. Nothing would surprise me at this pick um, if they take Tua or Chase, if somebody takes Tua or Chase Young. But I think it's most likely going to be Chase Young. But let's move on to number three here, um, where I do have our first trade of the mock draft. I do have the Phil or um, the Miami Dolphins trading up to this pick, trading um, number th- the number three overall pick, number twenty six overall pick, and a third rounder um, or a fifth rounder um, in return for the third overall pick and um, another a fifth rounder. And I do have the Dolphins taking Tua Tagovailoa here. I think um, although they traded for Josh Rosen uh, last year in the draft and they do have uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think they're still in need of a quarterback and they want to take the risk 
I guess you could consider it a risk in taking Tua here. And uh, I think it's the smartest pick for the Dolphins because they still have a little bit of risk taking this pick, but in in all Tua could be end up being the best best quarterback in this draft. Henry, I would have to disagree with uh, your selection at the number three pick. I don't think there will be a trade. I don't think the Lions will trade their number three pick down. And I believe they will stay there and select Jeff Okuda from Ohio State. Okuda had an incredible year. If I'm not mistaken, I don't believe he had one penalty thrown on him this year, holding or pass interference, nothing. And he just had an outstanding year. He's a very well-developed cornerback. I think that's exactly what the Lions need with uh, Darius Slay being dealt to the Philadelphia Eagles. So I think they need someone to fill in his shoes, someone to lead that defense. And I think drafting a young Jeff Okuda should help them there. Yeah, I- Andrew, 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 Andrew. I strongly disagree. Strongly. Tua Tagovailoa, in my eyes, is a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Do you see that, Henry? Uh, yes, I do. And, see, I do have the Dolphins taking him at three, and the Dolphins are getting – the Dolphins get the third pick and the Lions fifth, and the Lions get the fifth pick from the Dolphins, the 18th pick from the Dolphins, and uh, Dolphins 2021 fourth-round pick. And here's why I have the Dolphins taking Tua. As you mentioned, Henry, they do have Josh Rosen, uh, the Cali boy, and – um, Ryan Fitzpatrick, but they need a new face in Miami for their football team. And I do like their new head coach. Don't know his name off the top of my head, but um, this is a strong, strong move by the Dolphins training up. It's probably expected a real virtual draft, but I think this is the move that's going to be made, and Tua will be the Dolphins. Starting quarterback week eight of this year. I, I have a question for you guys. Do you not? Do you guys not see Tua's injury history as a problem for him? I do uh, not. I do see it as a little bit of a problem. But as Andrew said, um, with Okuda, I do think Okuda will still be there at five, and I think that's a reason why the Lions will trade down here thinking that they can get more of a value here uh, rather than just taking Okuda at three because I don't think he is the third best player in this draft class. I think they're better off trading down knowing they still will get Okuda at five. Yeah, and I just have to say, I don't think that the Dolphins would be willing to trade up and give that much. To think about Tua's uh, injury history, as I mentioned, I've heard... Sorry, guys, for the uh, technical difficulties, but we're back here with uh, Andrew talking about uh, Tua Tagovailoa's injury history. Would you like to continue, Andrew? Yeah, I I just don't think it's worth for the Miami Dolphins to trade up, and I don't think they're, they might not be willing to because I believe Tua's injury history will let him slide all the way down to five uh, where the Miami Dolphins are currently at. So I don't believe they, have, they will have to need to trade up to take him at three. And there's been rumors, and I'm pretty sure some reports, claiming that Tua Tagovailoa has failed recent physicals with NFL teams. So I think that might scare uh, the Dolphins into not uh, trying to trade up for him because 
I don't think they need to. I don't think other teams would even try to think about taking uh, him before them. I heard the Lions uh, might try to take him at three, but I just don't think that uh, it's worth that for any team to take him before number five just because of his injury history. Because I think one more brutal injury to him in the NFL, and I think it could cut his career short. I think he might have to retire in a couple of years because I just don't think he's in the physical condition to play. And yes, it's tremendous upside to him, but I think there's more of a risk to him than a reward. And here's kind of what I thought. If the Lions were to take Tua without trading down, if the Lions were to straight up take Tua at three, it could kind of be like a Lamar Jackson situation where you have a guy like Matt Stafford or in their case, Joe Flacco, but like he could start the first couple, first couple weeks, first multiple weeks, and then hand the hand it over to the youngster that starts. But I have the Dolphins taking two of your training up. But did anyone have, anyone else have anything to say? Yeah, I I just don't think. Uh... It would make much sense for the Lions to take two at number three. I heard there's been reports saying that they're interested in taking two of there. But I think Matthew Stafford is more than capable of being the quarterback uh, for the next couple of years there and holding it down and possibly bringing them to the playoffs. I think Matthew Stafford is a Pro Bowl-type quarterback, and I just think injuries have cut him short of that potential through the past uh, couple of years. But... If you look at last year, before he got injured, he was having a great season. I just don't think there's a need to draft Tua there, especially uh, with the risk of his injury. Yeah, I would agree with um, everything you both are saying. I would think the the reason why um, the Lions would trade down here, or more like the Dolphins trading up, is because the Dolphins um, have maybe read into some of those reports about the Lions wanting to take Tua, and they will get worried because they do think Tua is a franchise-changing quarterback, and uh, they'll trade up because of that. But I think it's time to move on here to the number four overall pick, uh, where the Giants own this pick, and I believe that the Giants are best off taking a linebacker here, although you could justify taking an offensive lineman here. I think um, their best, uh, I best uh, whatever you call it, would be to, um, best choice would be to take Isaiah Simmons, uh, linebacker out of Clemson. I do believe he would be um, the best fit and neat fill of a need for the Giants here. Yeah, uh, I have at number four the Giants selecting Andrew Thomas, uh, offensive tackle from Georgia. And I think that they might be shopping for an offensive line, and I think he's a perfect fit for them. I think they need someone to protect Daniel Jones, which I believe will be the quarterback of their future. And Andrew Thomas, I believe, is the best uh, offensive lineman in this draft. So I think that's where they need to take him at. Yeah, I agree with um, Henry here very, very, very highly. Isaiah Simmons impressed me so much at the combine that I, that I have him at the fourth pick. He ran a 4-3-9 as a linebacker. And I saw like a little race between he and him, him and his former running back on his team, Travis Etienne, who's also in this draft. Um, they were very close in time. 
And that just surprised me so much. And I love, love fast linebackers. If you look back to the 2018, 2018 um, divisional or wild card game, the Chargers against the Ravens, or maybe 2019, um, the Chargers stacked their linebacker crew with more with more secondary, and it just shut down Lamar's okay um, capability to run because they could catch up with him. So I just love speedy linebackers, and this guy can hit hard too. So pause, but um, yeah. <laughs> but I have to uh, agree with everything you said about uh, Isaiah Simmons there, uh, Elliot. But actually, you mentioned Travis Etienne. He is actually returning for his senior season at Clemson. He is not in the 2020 NFL draft. Oh, my bad, my bad. Yeah, uh, I would agree with both of you guys here. I'd say they could go either way. But uh, I think we should move on to the number five overall pick where I think we both, we all three have – um, a different, basically, um, whoever doesn't get picked at three between Tua and Okuda, I think we are taking whoever is left, and I think the Lions here will take Okuda, knowing that he's the best player in the draft left available, and he fits a very big position of need for the Lions. Yeah, I think uh, at number five, I believe the Dolphins will stay there, and I believe the Dolphins will select their quarterback of the future and Tua Tagovailoa. And I think it's a good pick for them. I just think they need. I think Tua, if he can stay healthy, he has the most upside at the quarterback position in this draft. Which is why we had them going. Which is why we had him going three. Yeah, and. I just don't think he can stay healthy, but I think the Miami will roll the dice on him. I think they see him being the quarterback of their future, and uh, I, I see them taking him at five. But there's actually been uh, Trent Dilfer, who was a former analyst on Monday Night Football and also former uh, NFL quarterback. He thinks he's been on record saying that he thinks Tua Tagovailoa could be a Hall of Fame. He thinks he's straight up going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. And that's interesting. He said he could be the best quarterback since Joe Montana. It's not that why we had him going number three, because we love his upside. Yeah, and I just don't think he could live up to that, only if he stays healthy. And I just don't think there's a good enough chance he stays healthy based off his injury history. But I think if he does stay healthy, he has a tremendous upside. He's a great quarterback, very high IQ, very mobile when healthy, and I just think the Miami Dolphins need a quarterback of their future, and Tua is their answer. Um, before I say my fifth pick, um, I just want – when you say mobile, he is very mobile, but we haven't really seen him healthy in a while. We haven't seen him, like, as healthy as he can be to, to be more mobile than he really is, which is just really odd to me because when he was – he, I feel like he always has an ankle problem or something with his hip or something. And it's just crazy to see how fast he moves in the pocket with those little nagging injuries. But my fifth pick, the Lions do take Jeff Okuda, knowing that they dealt um, Darius Slay. They need a new cornerback. And I think they have a very young uh, have a very young secondary this, um, this season, which is very, very, very 
Yeah, um, I'm going to agree with both of you here, obviously. Uh, Chua or Okuda is definitely a smart pick, depending on who is actually making the pick. But let's move on to six here. And I think this is this could go one or of two ways, but it's definitely the same position. Um, the Chargers right now, their starting quarterback is, I believe, Tyrod Taylor. And I don't think Tyrod Taylor is a starting quarterback in the NFL. And... Um, they need to take their quarterback in the future, and I believe here they will take Justin Herbert, but you could always justify a reason to take Jordan Love, who I believe does have more upside, but since he hasn't played in as many big college football games, I don't know if I trust him as much or see him turning out to be as good as Justin Herbert. Yeah, Henry, at number six, I see the uh, Chargers also selecting uh, Justin Herbert at uh, number six. I think Herbert could be the most uh, developed quarterback in this draft. I think he's the most pro-ready. And I can't say he shows the most upside, but I definitely think he's the most pro-ready quarterback. And, yeah, he's the most pro-ready quarterback in this draft. And I think the Chargers need their quarterback of the future. As you said, Henry, and I think Justin Herbert will be the answer to that. Um, And I think he'll be the best quarterback still available at number six. Um, I disagree with both of you guys. I have the Chargers taking Derek Brown. And the reason why I don't have them taking a quarterback is because, in my opinion, this draft is very deep on quarterbacks. You have um, Herbert left. If Herbert, Jordan Love, uh, you still have Jalen Hurts and so many other quarterbacks. And it's just, I think they could take in as good of a quarterback in the second round even. Um, yeah, I just think that they need help defensively. Obviously, Derwin James is going to be a big comeback this year. And I think they have a very old defensive line. And I think Derek Brown can help that very much. Okay, before we move on here, I'm going to disagree very strongly with you, Elliot. And I believe that the Chargers have one of the best defensive lines in that football, as they do have Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram. And... The only reason I could justify them taking um, Derek Brown here would be because they believe they could, they're they going to be bad next year and they would rather draft a quarterback like Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence, who I believe are both better quarterbacks than Justin Herbert. But other than that, I see no reason to take anybody but Herbert or Love here. But um, let's move on now to the number Wait, wait, wait Henry. Oh. Uh, sorry, I have one last thing to add to that. The Chargers, as well as having uh, Melvin Ingram, and Joey Bosa, they actually added a defensive tackle, Linval Joseph, from the Vikings, Minnesota Vikings, this offseason. So I guess you could say that to complete that offensive line, or defensive line, I'm sorry, guys, uh, with Derek Brown and uh, Linval Joseph playing defensive tackle and on the edge, Bosa and Ingram, I guess you could say that there is a chance they could draft Brown just to complete that defensive line. But I think the more realistic pick and the pick that suits their team better is to find the quarterback of the future, Justin Herbert. Yeah, and that pick is completely fine. I just kind of would like to see if the Chargers can build their defense kind of like the 49ers did last year with a stacked defensive line along with developing pieces around them with some veterans. And I think... This is what they're trying to do. And the 49ers, that took them a while. And I think they're trying to build off this defense here in um, Los Angeles. Very weird to say. Yeah, uh, let's move on now to the number seven overall pick, where I do have the 
Carolina Panthers. Uh, I do think Teddy Bridgewater is the quarterback of the near future here, but I do so I do have them taking uh, Derek Brown as Elliot mentioned before. Uh, defensive line, defensive tackle out of Auburn. I think defensive tackle is a big defense in general is a big position of need for the Panthers as they lost Luke Keekley last year at to retirement, and I just think he's the best defensive player left on the board. Yeah, Henry, I think uh, the Carolina Panthers need defense, especially with uh, the departure of Thomas Davis uh, the other year and uh, Luke Keekley last year uh, retiring. That was the key core of their uh, Super Bowl defense that they had. And I think uh, Isaiah Simmons, actually, at number seven, the Panthers will select Isaiah Simmons out of Clemson, and I think he could fill in that spot that Thomas Davis and Luke Keekley left at linebacker and possibly uh, start a new legacy there. Um, I... I'm gonna take a different route. I have just, just, yeah, I have Herbert going here. Um, Herbert, if he falls to seven, it's lucky for them. And this, in this, in my mock draft, I do have him falling. And I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is the quarterback of the future. I think he might get dealt in the middle of the season to a team like the Chargers if they don't want to take a big quarterback in the draft. But um. Or even like the Raiders, I don't know. But it's just, I think they would be lucky if Justin Herbert fell to him, and my map draft he did, so they obviously are going to take him. So you're saying that you think the Panthers will have Teddy Bridgewater almost like mentor uh, Justin Herbert until uh, the Panthers find somewhere for Bridgewater to be dealt in the possible uh, year this season? Yeah, I, I could see him mentoring, and I can also see. Teddy Bridgewater starting for the first couple weeks, or even they can even trade Herbert. I don't, it just all depends on how they start the season and what they do. And I think they're going to draft Herbert here. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's move on now to uh, the Cardinals. Very interesting team. Although they are at number eight, I don't believe they're the eighth worst team in football as they added a wide receiver, the second best wide receiver, in my opinion, DeAndre Hopkins, but that is not out of. That's not really where we're going here. I believe the Cardinals need somebody on the offensive line because of the fact they have a very small quarterback who can't take as many blows as some of these bigger quarterbacks. And I think they need to booster that offensive line so they do have a great offensive line that can protect Murray. Um, And because of that, I have them taking, in my opinion, the best offensive lineman in the draft, um, Andrew Thomas out of Georgia, as Andrew mentioned before. Yeah, I have uh, the Arizona Cardinals at number eight also taking an offensive lineman. But uh, instead of Andrew Thomas, which I had him going earlier to the Giants at number four, I have them taking Tristan Wirfs out of Iowa. I think Wirfs has an incredible upside, and I think uh, he's a good fit for them. And they, they Arizona truly needs someone to protect uh, Kyler Murray especially with DeAndre Hopkins coming in. They need Kyler Murray to spend more time in that pocket to let DeAndre Hopkins do his thing and get open so Murray can find him. So I think uh, Tristan Wirfs will give Murray some time there in the pocket, and I think uh, he's a good fit for them. Yeah, I agree with you, Andrew, here. Tristan Wirfs, I have going number eight to the Cardinals. Um, 
I think they're kind of fit every else on their offense. It's just protecting Kyler, I think, is a big, big, big task. And I think Tristan Wurst, with a tremendous upside, can have can handle that. And I know he's going to be going against some good defensive linemen. And I can really see him making a huge impact on that Cardinals team right away. Yeah, my one question for you, Elliot, before we move on is... I know um, I've heard your mock draft so far, and I do believe you still had Andrew Thomas on the board. Would you like to uh, specify why you had Warps going over Andrew Thomas? Yeah, I mean, I think he's more. I think Tristan Warps has more of an upside, in my opinion, and he has Iowa in in what I've seen has provided really good tight ends, and tight ends can block, and I think they have a really good blocking, and I just think. I just have Tristan Wurst going higher because of his upside, and I think he's better. And I like, in my opinion, I know that they're very similar listed, but Tristan Wurst, when I see him play, I think he's bigger than Andrew Thomas, and I think he's better. I think just that's better. So you think Tristan Wurst plays a little bigger and stronger than yeah. uh, yes. Andrew Thomas in Iowa? Yeah, to add on that, Iowa is known to uh, produce very good blockers from the line, O-line positions and uh, the tight end position, actually. So I think uh, Tristan Wirfs does have a tremendous upside, as you said. And Tristan Wirfs ran about uh, four-tenths of a second better 40-yard uh, dash. And I, I think quickness on the offensive line, being able to keep up with a uh, mobile quarterback in Kyler Murray is very, very helpful. Yeah, and uh, – being a little faster as an offensive lineman helps for upfield blocking too, running upfield yes, and yes. trying to block for a possible uh, Kyler Murray trying to run out of pocket and scramble. So, yeah, and especially for your running back and impossible screen plays, I think uh, upfield blocking really helps, and uh, Tristan Wirfs probably edges out Andrew Thomas in that area. Yeah, um, before we move on real quick, I, as you guys mentioned, I just believe that Cardinals will just pick the offensive lineman of their choosing. I don't think they'll care who the best one is. Or, they will care who the best one is. But I think they'll take who they think is the best offensive lineman. I don't see any other position of need for them. But I think it definitely has to be an offensive line. But now moving on to another team, in my opinion. The Jaguars, who need an offensive lineman. I believe that the Jaguars will take McKee. I'm not exactly sure. Mekhi Becton out of um, Louisville here. Although uh, there is Worfs, there is also Jedrick Wills. I believe um, that uh, Beckton is the most athletic tackle here. He doesn't have all the accolades that those guys have, like uh, like all Americans. But I believe that he um, he has the most upside here, as he's the one of the biggest. He is the he is the biggest um, offensive lineman in the first. In the first round mock draft, he is 6'7", uh, 364. And I think that weight and height upside um, is just going to make um, a lot of the Jaguars drool over something like that. Sheesh, 364. Yeah, but Henry, I, I do not have the Jaguars selecting offensive linemen here. I actually have them going uh, the defensive uh, route. And uh, especially with Calais Campbell going to the Ravens this offseason, I have them trying to fill in that defensive line with Derek Brown out of Auburn. Derek Brown, if you watch his highlights, he's just an animal when he plays. He hits hard. He's 
he's he's just a very good player and uh he's a ton of, he's a ton of uh upside and i think he could uh, uh fill in that spot that calais campbell left there in jacksonville and i think jacksonville might want to uh, start that young defensive line there uh drafting josh allen last year defensive end josh allen so i think uh starting that new young defense especially with that defensive starting with that defensive line with josh allen and uh soon to be Derek brown if they select him at number nine yeah um i actually really i actually agree with you andrew but he went earlier uh, Derek Brown, I love the energy he plays with. Um, especially Yannick Ngakwe, I believe he requested a trade. And I think that they should build a new uh, defensive line, but he did not fall in my mock draft. And I do agree with Henry, him take, them taking Makai Becton, 364, and he's running, a, I believe, a 5'10 he ran this year, 5'10 40. And that's quick for a big guy. And... um. As Henry said, he is very athletic, but, um, big upside, and I think that they are looking at Gardner Minshew as their quarterback of the future, and I think that that is what they will be selecting. Uh, yeah, let's move on to our final pick of the day, um, where we do have the Cleveland Browns picking at this pick, and I do think the Browns struggle at offensive line. I think they are the most talented team in the NFL right now with all that talent they have on the offense at skill positions and defensively. Um, I think they need to boost that offensive line as Baker Mayfield, I think, was one of the most sacked, top five most sacked quarterbacks last year. That was a lot of his fault because he did hold onto the ball for too long. But there's still some offensive line problems there. And I think, um, as you guys mentioned before, I think they'll believe, I believe they will be taking Tristan Wirfs. I could also see them taking uh, Jedrick Wills here. But I do think that Tristan Wirfs is um, coming from a better uh, known like offensive line school and as Alabama is still one of the top offensive line schools in the country. But I think Tristan Wirfs is definitely um, slightly better than him as I think he, he, he also has a little bit more size on Wills. Yeah, uh, Henry, I have to agree with you on uh, the Browns trying to take an offensive lineman here. Uh, as you mentioned, Baker Mayfield uh, was getting sacked a ton last year, and that offensive line was really struggling for the Browns last year. So at number 10, I believe uh, they will select Jedrick Wills Jr., as you mentioned, Henry. Uh, Tristan Wirfs, I have him going already, and same with Andrew Thomas. So I believe Jedrick Wills is the best uh offensive tackle left on the board i think jedrick wills has a ton of upside and he really is loaded with potential he's he's a very big guy very mobile too he can get upfield quick so one thing is i think he needs to improve his uh, iq aspect of the game i think works and thomas are a little more developed and are a little smarter while playing but if uh jedrick wills can get that down he has the size he has uh the strength all he needs is the IQ aspect of the game, and Jedrick Wills could really make an ass or could really uh, make an impact for the uh, Cleveland Browns, especially with uh, the Browns draft. Or I'm sorry, not drafting, signing Jack Conklin uh, during free agency. I think that Jedrick Wills could play uh, great alongside him on the offensive line, and they could really start something great there in uh, Cleveland. Um. I do have Jedrick Wills going 10th as well, but I have him going to the Falcons. I think the Browns will trade the the 10th pick 
and their six-round pick this year for the 17th pick and the Falcons' third-round pick next year. And I think the Falcons are loaded around, um, like, their skill positions. Matt Ryan, as you can, as you saw a couple years ago, is a Super Bowl quarterback. And they have um, Julio Jones and Todd Gurley in their new acquisition. And I think that they could really use help on the offensive line with drafting Jedrick Wills out of Alabama. And, um, yeah, you guys might be surprised I don't have Andrew Thomas here. Are you guys? Yeah, I'm very surprised, actually. I think Thomas is the best uh, offensive tackle uh, in the draft and offensive lineman in general. I just yeah. think that he's – I don't think that he's going to be um, one of these uh, top four um, offensive tackle in the – or offensive lineman in the draft, in this draft class, because he's not as quick as these other linemen. And I think that being able to keep up um, a big – being able to keep up with these NFL speed, speedy um, defensive linemen is just, I think he's not going to be able to handle it right away. And I think he will eventually learn to how to use his body and how to use his speed for himself. But I just don't think he will have the most impact on a team as these other three guys. Yeah, um, before we yeah. end it, do you guys have any last things to say? or? I, I actually have a question for you guys. Uh, out of everyone we've uh, talked about, who do you think has the, has the most upside in this uh, draft? Oh, without a doubt, I believe it's Chase Young. I think Chase Young's the best player. In the- oh, I, I guess you could say Tua with upside, but I do think it's probably Chase Young as I believe he's the best player in the draft. And I believe the best player has the most upside usually. Elliot? Um, I do think it's Tua because he has so much potential that he didn't show in college, in my opinion. Um, I think that he'll really benefit from the NFL trainers that he'll get. And I think that he will become a great, great NFL player. Yeah, and I have to say, uh, I have to agree with Henry here. I think Chase Young has the most upside in this draft. I think he's the most proven player in this draft I think I think he has the most potential and I just think he's the most complete player in this draft last thing to say before we leave um as you can tell we do have a lot of technical difficulties in these podcasts and that's because of the coronavirus pandemic we have to do it um through phone and we just want to tell you guys stay home stay safe and just let's just Everyone can help by staying home to get this over with. And we can, the biggest part, see sports again. Yeah, and another thing, we can make better pods. Yes. Guys, I have uh, one last question for you guys regarding the NFL draft and these prospects. So who do you think will have the best career out of everyone, the best NFL career? Um... I believe uh, the best career in this draft, I do think um, – I think Joe Burrow, in all, in all honesty, will have the best career. I think um, if, they, if they put him in the right like, type, if they fit their offense to be based around him in Cincinnati, I think that me, Joe Burrow will be able to adapt and use, all, use the weapons he has. And I eventually think that the Bengals would be a very good team and be able to – be one of the great teams in the NFL for years to come. I 
this might be a little shocking to you. I have Isaiah Simmons. I think he is going to be an absolute monster in this league. Um, so fast. And as I was mentioning before, he's so fast to get to the quarterback and can hit him hard. Well, pause. Can hit him hard. And I just think he can force so many fumbles and even being able to keep up with the speedy running backs. It's just insane. Yeah, I have to go with uh, Chase Young here, actually. I, I uh, said he had the most upside in this draft, and I believe uh, he walks up the best career. I, as everything I mentioned in uh, the last thing we talked about with the upside, I just think he's loaded with potential. I think he just showed some of it in college, destroying offensive linemen that were bigger than him, stronger than him. He just pushed away. He just pushed his way through him, around him. He's quick. He's speedy for his size. And I just think he could be a total powerhouse on the defensive end at position. And I think he could be the best defensive end since uh, Khalil Mack. Khalil yeah, Mack is a linebacker. Well, he plays a little on the edge. Yeah, I'm I see. Best edge rusher I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Best edge rusher since uh, Khalil Mack. And I think he could be as big of a force as J.J. Watt. He draws comparisons to uh, Aaron Donald uh, plays on the inside of the line. But I think he uh, he's as good with his hands and as shifty as Aaron Donald. I think he's a total complete package and, as I mentioned, draws comparisons to J.J. Watt. And I think that's incredible because we haven't seen anybody uh, playing defensive end even come close to drawing comparisons to J.J. Watt. So I think Chase Young could be the next great defensive end in this league. All right. uh, We want to thank everybody, as always, for listening to this pod. Um, Feel free to uh, send us any questions um, to our Snapchat, lasttake underscore pod. And our Instagram last underscore take underscore underscore sports podcast or sports pod. Um, we appreciate all the support from everybody that listens. Um, feel free to also share this with all your friends. Um, subscribe to our podcast. And um, do you guys have any, have any last words? No, I just want to thank all our uh, viewers uh, for always coming out and showing support for us and listening to us. I think uh, we appreciate every single one of you guys, and we just want to thank you guys. All right. Um, we'll see you guys next time on the Hen, or not Hen, Last Take Sports Podcast.